0: Sales, leadership, social media, and more. When it comes to business, accelerate your business growth has got it covered. And now on with the show. My guest today is Anne Cardin. With more than 40 years of business, marketing, sales, and management experience, Anne now coaches hundreds of coaches, consultants, and entrepreneurs in more than 40 different industries. She built and sold five successful businesses and knows what it takes to succeed in all areas of business. Today, she has a passion to help others take their success to higher levels.
1: Thanks so much for being here today, Anne. Thank you so much for having me, Diane. It is my honor and pleasure. Ah, well, I am thrilled to have you here and we're going to be talking about
0: LinkedIn, which is one of my favorite subjects.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I love LinkedIn.
0: Me too, except when people do it wrong. So
1: (laughs) (laughs) Should be good. Good conversation. Yeah. Yeah,
0: exactly. Okay, so let's just start with why LinkedIn as opposed to other social media.
1: Well, at the end of the day, it really depends on where your ideal clients are. So depending on what people are selling and what their business is, LinkedIn may not be the right place for everyone. But if you are in the professional space if you are looking for CEOs, if you're looking for nonprofits, if you're looking for big fortune 100 and 500 companies, uh, they are all on LinkedIn. And if you're looking for professional clients, even high net worth individuals, uh, I think about 47% of millionaires are on LinkedIn. So that should tell you something, right? i oh, I kidding? <laughs> yes. And the average income on LinkedIn is over $100,000. So even... People that are in professional jobs are ma- that are making six figures, multiple six figures, they're all on LinkedIn. It is the place to be. Um, I see so many people kind of do the Instagram or the Facebook route and nothing wrong with that. But if you're really trying to get higher end clients, you're trying to get those clients that are harder to reach and they really are more in the professional space, then LinkedIn is your place
0: ok, I'm so with that. And now talk to me about the profile. So what what does like the best profile look like?
1: Mm, that's a great question. So first of all, people have to understand and and I kind of want to go back to what we just talked about why LinkedIn, even yeah. if you're not going to be on LinkedIn, you should optimize your profile because, LinkedIn is a search engine, and so it will come up at the top of Google when someone Googles your name if your profile is optimized. So it's a free resource for people, and it can it can beef up that digital footprint, uh, that online footprint that they have. So your, your profile needs to have several components. The first thing is your brand needs to look different, and it needs to stand out, and it needs to be... You need to be very specific about who you are really trying to reach on LinkedIn so that they will know you're for them. Uh, So I talk about an expert profile. This is where it's very clear when people see your profile, exactly what you are trying to accomplish and exactly who you're looking for. And that is the best way for people to support you on the platform. Uh, So often people... Um, on their LinkedIn profile, they'll have that they maybe do ten different things. So in their headline, for example, or on their banner, you don't really know what are they trying to accomplish here, and I don't even know how to support them because they they have ten or fifteen things that they're doing, and they're all in their headline. <laughs> so if if you're wanting to get business on LinkedIn, or you're wanting to Re, you know, whatever you're trying to do, you've got to understand that that's how people are looking at you. Like, how can I best support you on this platform? How can I refer business to you? What is it you do? And if you don't have that really specifically dialed in, you're going to miss opportunity. So, the first thing you have to do is think about your profile as somewhat a professional website because it houses so many things on there from a newsletter to, Uh, videos, to your podcast. I mean, you can host a lot of things on on LinkedIn, but you want to start with your banner. It should be professionally done. It should be who it's for, what you're trying to accomplish. And a lot of people make the mistake of setting up their LinkedIn profile like a resume. And unless you're looking for a job, that's wrong. (laughs) You need to set it up for your ideal clients or for whatever your strategy is. So figure out what your strategy is going to be on LinkedIn and what you're trying to do there. And then you kind of reverse engineer, and you make sure that profile is set up for them. So starts with your banner, then your headline. Your profile picture should be professional. Uh, I see people that have profile pictures of their dog, or they look grumpy. <laughs> <laughs> Those are not ways that people are going to connect with you. Or they use their their logo from their business. People don't cl- people do not connect with logos. They connect with people. So you want to humanize your profile, first of all, and then in your headline, make sure it's very compelling what you're really trying to accomplish there, who you're trying to reach, uh, who is that target ideal market in whatever way. And your headline should really speak right to the people that you're trying to attract to your business. And then you want to also show credibility for why you do what you do. And you want to make sure that uh, a lot of the settings are set up right on LinkedIn. So you want me to keep going?
0: Yes, please. I'm taking notes.
1: Oh, okay. (laughs) So there are settings on LinkedIn, which can open your profile up to everyone. Or it can keep it private. And a lot of people do not realize this. And they make the mistake of keeping a lot of their settings private. Well, nobody can do business with you that way. So the more people that know about you, the more people, the more eyeballs you have on your brand and on your business, obviously, the more you will be able to to accelerate your business. So make sure those settings are set up in a way that your profile picture shows, that it will come up on Google. Um, you want to optimize your profile throughout everything that you do with keywords, so that you will have. If if people are searching a, a particular keyword, you could have the potential to come up. There's so many pieces. There are so many moving parts, Diane. It's so hard to mm-hmm. do that just in a podcast. But uh, but but so you start with your you start with your banner, you start with your profile picture, your headline make sure that your settings are set correctly so that people can find you if they're searching so that they can grab onto those keywords and then there is a there's a setting on there called creator mode and this is a fairly new i don't remember if linkedin came out with this it seems like maybe a year and a half two years ago so fairly new on the platform mm-hmm. and the creator mode gives you extra features on your profile Uh, For example, behind your profile picture, you can use your phone and you can record a little video and that can go behind your profile picture. So if someone clicks on your profile picture, a little video comes up. Hey, this is what I do. Let's connect, whatever you want to say. And um, you can't do that unless you have creator mode turned on. The other thing is with creator mode, you get a newsletter feature. You get to go live on LinkedIn if you have a third-party software where you can go live. So you have to have some sort of a streaming software. You can't go live right on LinkedIn like you can on Facebook or Instagram. But if you have a third-party streaming, you, you get the live feature And all of that is with creator mode. The other thing is you do get to optimize your profile with some keywords that will come up right under your headline, right under your title. And you don't get those if you don't use creator mode. Um, Also under your headline, you're given the option to have a link. And this is a fairly new thing that LinkedIn has added as well. And that link is clickable. So where they didn't have that before, you just had to post you know, the URL. Now they can actually click. So that could go to, I drive mine to a workshop a lot, like what's hmm. my upcoming workshop. Okay. Uh, but you can drive it to your website. You can drive it to a masterclass. You can drive it to a webinar. It's whatever you want to do to a booked call. And so utilize that link right under the headline. What's going to be the way that it's going to generate business for you? And then you have a featured section. But if you don't turn this on, another setting, if you don't turn on the featured section, it doesn't show up on your profile. So the featured section is where you can put things like client testimonials. Uh, If you are a guest on a podcast, maybe you want to feature your own podcast. I've been published in a lot of magazines and a lot of articles and things like that. accolades, awards, all of those kinds of things can go in that featured section, anything and everything that you want people to see. And then it stays there. So as you keep adding, of course, it keeps getting pushed back that, you know, the other things keep getting pushed back, but the featured section stays there. So it's not like a feed where people, it's going to kind of go away, right? The yeah. featured section stays. So again, it's kind of like it's hosting a, a little website there for you. And then you want to make sure that your about section is really, really optimized. This is probably one of the most underutilized areas for a lot of people on LinkedIn. And they'll set up their about section, again, kind of like a resume, like they're looking for a job. Instead of make your about section all about the people you're trying to attract to your business. So it should be very compelling. You should have good copy. You want to show credibility in that about section, but you also want to show people how you can work with them and what makes a good client. Or again, whoever you're trying to attract, that should be really um optimized in your about section. And this is also another place to add great keywords where once again, all of that is searchable because LinkedIn is a search engine. Then when you get down to some of the cool features about LinkedIn is when you get down to even the experience where you get to put in, okay, what were your past jobs and things like that. One thing that people do is they put in jobs and things that they've done in the past that aren't relevant to what they're doing today. And it doesn't really help them. In fact, you'll actually hurt your profile because you'll get searched for the wrong things. Mm-hmm. Um, a good example of this is I, I owned a, a couple of health clubs and weight loss centers years ago. And once in a while I will have people come through thinking I'm I'm in the fitness business, even though that was a lot of that was several years ago. But the reason I keep those on there is because I'm a business consultant and a business coach and I help people build businesses. And so it's important for me to show people that I've built and sold businesses because I also have on there that I've sold those. And so it is relevant to what I'm doing, but a good, but that's what I'm saying, that it can sometimes bring you the wrong people. Now, I don't get a lot of that. I'm just going to say, but you could if you have that set up And it's not relevant at all to what you do now. Um, So that's that's an important piece as well. And then another really important piece that I think people don't do enough of, and I have to say, I'm sometimes guilty about forgetting to do this, is the recommendations section. You want to really beef that up. And the best recommendations are when they can come from your clients or your past clients. And other people that are colleagues or people that you are that you've done work with in the past in some capacity. So you really want to beef up those recommendations. And all of those things together will really optimize your profile. But then make sure your content is relevant to your ideal clients or your ideal market or whoever you're you're trying to attract. Make sure that all of your content is, is really dialed in and relevant to them as well. That was a lot. It's a <laughs> I lot, was just it's... going down the profile in my mind. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's so great. I, I, really, I appreciate all that information because um, people really don't know. First of all, they don't know a lot of that capabilities there, but they also don't really understand how to use it. So thank you for that. It does lead me to a question, which is, is there anything that we shouldn't put in our
1: profile? Is there anything you shouldn't put? Can you give me an example of what you would mean? I, you know, a couple things. I think if, if you're going to build your brand and you want to attract a certain type of person to your business, then you have to make sure that your brand is on in, in alignment with who you're trying to attract. So a, a perfect example of this would be Um, If I'm going for a corporate client, I want that profile to look very different than if I'm going for a digital nomads. Right. And the content and everything that I would put on there, even how I would dress and all of that would look different. Now, I believe in being authentic. I'm not saying that it's just you still have to be relevant to your market. If you want to get into corporations they're going to be selective about who they bring in, right? So yes. a lot of this, it's all part of your strategy. But that that being said, do you have something in mind that you're thinking of?
0: So i I say to people that no matter how old they are, they should have their high school education on their profile because the people they went to high school with, trust them, unless they were jerks, you know, trust them. Sort of automatically, it's this weird shared experience thing. Um, But so I'm wondering if, but people will say to me who, you know, are around my age, you know, in their 60s, well, then that makes me look old. So, you know, so they don't want to do it. So I'm just wondering if there are things, you know, other than past experiences, which I totally got when you said Mm -hmm. it, are there other things that could potentially work against someone?
1: Yeah, I think you really have to decide, is it relevant to what you are doing today? And is it going to matter? Will it matter to the people that you're trying to attract Uh, on LinkedIn? If it's not going to matter, for example, I'm not trying to attract people from high school. So for me, that I, I probably have on there. I don't even know, to be quite honest. I probably have on there that I I don't even know if I do, Diane, to be quite honest, <laughs> um, because I don't want to be searched that way. When people search me, I want them to search what I'm doing today. And the age that I am, like what I did in high school, is almost practically irrelevant to what I do today and the experience that I have in business and all of those things. Um, so, in that respect, I, I don't know that it is. I don't know that I would say you shouldn't have it on there. I just don't think it's that important. Um, I have the other thing now, if you went to Harvard, put that on there. Okay. That's not <laughs> high school. Right. Uh, I went, you know, I went to college and that and I believe I have that on there, but again, I don't really have that section beefed up because I'm not looking to, I didn't going to, going to a big college. I only had a handful of people that I knew yeah. really well. Right. Yeah. Most people wouldn't know me. And I guess it, it really depends It really depends. Is it going to help you or is it going to hurt you or is it not going to make a difference? I guess those would be the questions to ask yourself. Yeah,
0: I think that's great. Those Mm -hmm. are great. I mean, I know I totally agree with, I mean, I have college on there as well, but like you, I went to a big school, knew a handful of people. It really isn't relevant. Um, Just with the high school thing, what I have found is getting referrals, giving referrals, I've gotten work out of it. Not because I'm targeting those people, but because we're connected, you know, then we see each other mm-hmm. and our each other's content. And so it can be a driver, you know, for um, making some of those connections. Like I write for a magazine that a guy I went to high school with um, edits or is, yeah, you know, is the editor. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, and I didn't go to high school where I live. So I have a feeling that wouldn't have happened if it hadn't been for us connecting.
1: Yeah. Areas. yeah, And I think it goes back to what is it you're doing and what are you trying yeah. to do and will it help you? Will it hurt you? Uh, yes. If you didn't have a good reputation in high school, probably don't put that on there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And so I, I, I suppose in that way, yes, it, it could. So there's no, I don't think there's a right or wrong answer here, Diane. Yeah. I think it really depends on the kind of business you're in and what the potential is. I'm connected to a lot of high school friends on Facebook, but I don't think a lot of them are on LinkedIn. Uh-huh. So yeah. I, you know, it's, to me, it hasn't seemed that relevant on LinkedIn. Yeah, um, yeah but, but I on, love, yeah. I'm
0: sorry but I'm glad I asked the question because I think it's such a good point that you really have to think about what are you wanting to accomplish mm-hmm. you know what what is it relevant you're absolutely right all that matters in your decision making
1: yes Yes. At the, at the end of the day, you're setting up that profile. So it's going to bring you the people that you want yeah. and it's going to get you connected with the right people. And, and that's the other thing. When you reach out, the thing that people don't realize about LinkedIn is it isn't just inbound. You have to set up the profile and optimize the profile and you have to know what you're trying to accomplish on LinkedIn. And then there is some outbound work to get people coming inbound. So you have to build your audience. You have to build your network of people, and because otherwise you're just you're just going to be on LinkedIn. It's not going to it's not yes. going to go anywhere. Um, and people sometimes don't realize this. They think if I show up and I post content. It's all, you know, everything's just going to flow into me. No, no, no. It doesn't work that way. You have to build a network of the right people. You have to bring the right people into your ecosystem. And that takes some outreach. And one of the things when I help my clients, because most of the time I am moving them to LinkedIn, a lot of them will be on Facebook or they'll be on other platforms. Mm -hmm. And I end up moving them to LinkedIn because... One of the things I help people do is get much higher, bigger, higher fee, bigger fee, big deals, big clients. So they're on LinkedIn. And Uh, one of the things that um, we do is we we determine who that audience is and who they want. And then we put a connection uh, strategy in place so they can go and build their list and go reach out to people that they want to bring into their network and my clients get a 60 to 70 80% connection rate which is almost unheard of okay. but it's because of the way we set up their profile and it's because of the way we're we're doing everything and and even the message that we're sending so they get very very high connection rates and once those people come into your network now they are warm leads they're either a warm lead for a referral they could be a partnership They could be a client. They could get you to somebody that you would like to meet, but you can't do all of that unless you build your network. So you've got to get people, you've got to get the right people into your network. And a lot of people just don't realize this on LinkedIn. And they think that if I build it, they will come. And it's just not true.
0: (laughs) But will Um, Will you talk some about what works when you're trying to get those people in your network and what doesn't work when you're trying to do that?
1: Yes. So definitely make sure your profile is optimized for them. Your headline should be relevant to them. Your content should be relevant to them. So when, when they, when you try to connect with someone, the first thing they're going to see is your banner, your profile picture and your headline. And if that does, if that is not on point, they will not connect. If they think, oh, why would this person be reaching out to me? Hmm. Why would they be wanting to connect with me? It's not on point. So a good example of this is because I help coaches and consultants and entre- you know professional entrepreneurs build their business. And if hmm. anyone looked at my profile, they would see that I work in all aspects from their offers to their marketing, to their sales process, to scaling their business. But if somebody... And I, I even talk about helping them build a half a million dollar to a million dollar business. Well, if someone... Uh, tries to connect with me about getting 10 K months. What do you think I'm going to do? I'm not going to connect with them. Look at their profile. Yeah. Well, it's completely irrelevant. Their message is off and they haven't checked me out and they haven't, they have no clue what I'm doing. And they're just at that point, spamming people. So, All of these are pieces of how to do LinkedIn in the right way, because at at the end of the day, if someone looks at your profile, first, you have to capture them with your headline. You have to look like you're relevant for them. And so someone saying, oh, I can help you get to 10K months. That's not going to be relevant to me. So I wouldn't even take the time to go look at their profile Um, unless I was going to turn the tables and say, oh, why don't I help you get to 50K months? Connect yeah. with you. You could be a client, yes. So there is that. Um, but but you have to look and see if they're relevant, and then if they are, and they connect with you, or even before they connect with you, they're going to come check you out. They're going to look at your profile. So that's why having that profile so optimized is so important. That's how you can get those those very very high connection rates.
0: Okay, I, I get it. Okay. Thank you for that. and will and will you talk about posting? because you mentioned it before, but um, can you give us just a little bit more on that? You know how often should you post? Mm, what sorts question. of things should we be posting? You mm-hmm. know all that?
1: Yes, yeah, so that's a great question. So once again, this is part of your strategy, and you have to determine how you are going to try to build your business on LinkedIn. Um, so here's an example. I actually did a program of someone's who is targeting startup entrepreneurs. And her whole thing is you post all kinds of content that they might be interested in, from fitness to health to anything and everything, because they might come to you in different ways. And she has well over a million subscribers on LinkedIn. And she's built a very nice business. But her whole thing is about engagement. And building connections and building up the right people. But that isn't the right strategy for my business. It's not the right strategy for a lot of my clients' businesses. It's not about put as much out there as you can and try to get as much engagement as you can and get as much as many numbers as you can. The approach that I use with my clients, it's much more streamlined. They don't need, hundreds of thousands of followers to build their business and get mm-hmm. high-end clients. Um and so your your content strategy is really dependent on the type of business you have and what you're trying to do. So on my in my business and even for my clients, we are always posting content with value, but it's content for buyers. It's not content for engagement. And part of the reason for that is because very, very high end buyers, again, my target, uh, they are not going to be engagers anyway. But they will look at LinkedIn and they will do keyword searches and they will look for who might be the person that can help them. But they're not going to typically go and post or comment, or they don't have time. They're busy people. But again, that's the strategy. For me, my business, and for my clients, if you're trying to do what the other person I was talking about is trying to do, then her strategy is great. She brought as many people into her network. She put them through a webinar, and she sells her her $2,000 program. And so that strategy can work really well if you're going for volume, if you Mm. want volume. But when you're working with clients at $25,000 or $50,000 or even much more, that is not a good strategy. In Mm -hmm. fact, it will probably work against you. Does that make sense?
0: It does. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Welcome to Don't Retire, Graduate, the podcast that asks you what you want to be when you grow up so you can graduate into retirement with a purpose and a passion, whether you're 25, 85, or any age in between gain actionable financial and mindset tips from your favorite authors, podcasters, and influencers to help you reach that exciting next chapter. Listen now and start building your path to financial freedom and reframing what retirement can mean to you. This is your host, Eric Brotman, reminding you, don't retire, graduate.
1: Imagine how fast we could solve the world's biggest problems if more SaaS startups would gain traction sooner. Welcome to the Tech Entrepreneur on a Mission podcast. This podcast is dedicated to sharing experiences from B2B SaaS CEOs who are going above and beyond to deliver change that is noticed. You will hear their secrets and learn what is required to build a SaaS business that the world starts talking about and keeps talking about, and how to overcome the roadblocks to do so.
0: And and one of the things that I'm really picking up is um, that you really have to know who you're targeting, you know who your audience is, how they what they're looking for, how they um mm-hmm. absorb information and things like that because I feel like there's so many people out there selling these programs of just do this
1: you know if if you're a coach, just do this. a <laughs> so, cookie cutter approach yeah. oh yes, and, and yes, everyone's yes, yes.
0: glomming onto it and then wondering why it's not working,
1: yes, oh. We could talk about that all day. Right <laughs> <now>. um, <laughs> I say one trick ponies, cookie cutter, yeah. nothing wrong with cookie cutter approaches, but the problem, the problem with them is most people, most uh, people trying to build their business, unless they really have a deep understanding of business marketing sales they're going to fall for those strategies because they don't know any different. And it's like, okay, here, here's a perfect example, build a Facebook group and then sell your program, you know, from a Facebook group, Yeah, nothing wrong with that. If you know for a fact that your people will hang out in a Facebook group and that your prices are on point and everything right. is on point point. For Facebook groups. The problem is a lot of times those particular types of program, they do not really care if your people are on Facebook or ever will be on Facebook. They're just selling their program. Right. And they're they're trying to, and the reason I know this, Diane, is because I invested in a lot of those programs <laughs> years and years ago, and I found all that out the hard way. Right. I even remember one of the biggest programs I ever invested in for like an eight week. It was a lot of money at, at that time. Yeah. And I remember the people that I was trying to attract. At that time, I was working with small business owners, and I was really in the contractor space. And I did a lot with trades companies, uh, when I say trades, like roofing companies. Plumbing companies. So I was working in, in construction with, I wasn't working in construction. I was working with those clients. Yeah. And I remember when I was trying to, when I first kind of came online, I didn't understand, I didn't know enough about online marketing at that time. And all of the contractors that I was coming across were kind of like solo, like startup or they were solo contractors. They weren't the bigger contractors that Mm -hmm. I was trying Mm -hmm. to reach. And so I bought into this program who convinced me that, yes, they are on there. In fact, I even said to them, I'm just not sure my ideal clients are on here. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes, they are. Well, okay. They had pages on Facebook, right? (laughs) Because they're trying to build their business, But they weren't on there and they weren't hanging out in groups and they had people running their pages. They had the office manager or whoever running their Facebook page. So after investing all of this money into this particular program, um, it was multi-five figures. My ideal clients were not on there. Wow. Wow. And so now, did I still learn some things from them? Yes, I, I get value from everything. So I never sure. get anything. But but did I get what I thought I was buying? No. no. And so had I known more about online marketing at that time, I could have been a lot more savvy about that. And so now, I mean, one of the things... Diane, like working with coaches, I am able to pull them out of a Facebook group where they're charging $1,797. Like this is one of my recent clients charging $1,797 for 90 days. She was, she's a mindset coach. She was working with someone to help her on social media with her online marketing. She had tried everything, all the funnels, all the everything. So then now this person's trying to help her build a Facebook group. And when I started working with her, I just, I realized you are, you're working in the wrong market for what you do. And so we switched everything and she's now working with almost $50,000 a year clients. Wow. But we moved her out of the Great. Group Facebook thing because that's not where her people were, her best clients that really could use her. Uh, th- that's not where they were. And so she was yeah. trying to compete with every other mindset coach and everybody else on Facebook doing kind of the same thing. and it was just the wrong place for her. but this is not uncommon. This happens most of my clients in fact, come to me it because of that same situation. They've gone down the wrong marketing path, buying into these one-off cookie cutter kind of programs. And then they're trying to they're trying to understand why they they've gone massive in debt, why they're not getting the clients they want. I, I mean, I could tell you story after story after story of my clients that have gone down those paths that you're talking about.
0: Because everyone tells them that's where they need to be. I mean, that is a great example of being in the right or wrong place.
1: Yes. And the impact that it has. Absolutely. Well, I, I'll tell you another one too. I have a client, and I I video testimonials of these of these people, and she was selling a thirty five hundred dollar program, trying to sell it through a webinar. She had gone through another one of these programs, and uh, trying to do a webinar, and she was running ads, and she was racking up a lot of debt, and it just went on and on and on. And she was so frustrated when she came to me. She found me on LinkedIn, and she said, I. I know you can help me. I saw all of your stuff. And this is an important thing about your content. Mm -hmm. That's why I said it should be for your buyers and not for engagement. Because, Because my content was set up for buyers, she could easily see that I could help her. And when she came to me, she didn't even have the funds at the time. And she said, you know... I've been thinking about selling my car. This might be a good time to do it. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, sell your car. I did not. Yeah, I I was like, and she's like, no, no, no. I've been thinking about it. This would give me the money I need, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Long story short, we moved her to LinkedIn. She was on LinkedIn, but she wasn't, she was doing the webinar thing. Yeah. we we restructured some things and we had only had one call i brought her in we had only had one call and she had an opportunity on linkedin with someone that she knew from a past job that she had had and when we kind of said i said to her in our first call this is what you need to be doing this is your expertise you don't need to be doing a webinar bringing in clients and cutting your fees because they don't have the money to pay you and then yeah. doing all this work for them so we we restructured things but we hadn't we hadn't got really far but she had this opportunity with a client on linkedin And she said, this is what they want. She sent me an email. She said, this is what they want. She said, I'm going to go up to $10,000. Now she was selling $3,500 90 day programs. And she was doing a lot of the work for them. She said, I'm going to go to 10,000 because I know you're going to tell me that. (laughs) And I looked at what they wanted. And I said, this is a $50,000 offer. Now really... It was a hundred thousand dollar offer, but she never could have made a jump from thirty five hundred to a hundred. So I said, "This is a fifty thousand dollar offer." Of course, I had to walk her through the mindset piece of that—why this was worth fifty thousand, blah blah blah. Okay, so she goes back to the client and she pitches the fifty thousand dollar offer, and they take it. Wow! And they took it fast. Now they ended up taking something off for two thousand dollars, so it ended up being forty eight thousand, but. Here's what she said. If I would have gone to them with the $10,000 offer, they wouldn't have bought. They wouldn't have thought I was very good. They wouldn't have taken me seriously. The price would have been too off for what they wanted. And this and I'm telling you that because this is these are the people that I work with over and over again that have gone down the wrong path that have done a lot of those things you mentioned. And it has not served them.
0: Yeah. Yeah, boy. Wow. And this is such valuable information. And and I so get it. And so speaking of that, will you please tell the listeners how they can find you?
1: Absolutely. You can find me on LinkedIn. (laughs) Um, you know, whoever your listeners are, first of all, I'm a business coach. So even though I mostly work with coaches, consultants, and professional entrepreneurs, I do still have small business clients that have been with me for years that I'm helping still grow their business and build their business. So you can book a call with me at acarden.com. I have a, you can Google me and find all kinds of things. Uh, I've got three books. You've, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Facebook. I have a Facebook group. Uh, I have a YouTube channel. You'll have no trouble getting hold of me. So it's whatever you choose to, to do. And I always have workshops that I'm running. And you can go to com to see what that next one is.
0: Excellent. Thank you so much. I know people are going to be reaching out because... This is such valuable information. And I love the examples that you gave so that people can put themselves in that place and realize, you know, what, what you're talking about. It just, yeah, they can see
1: a- what's possible, right? Yeah, yes, right. absolutely. If you don't know, if you don't know, you can't do it. So, right, right. Yes, absolutely. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah it's really great. Well, thank you. And listeners, thank you. Thank you. you are who we're doing this for. Until we meet again on another episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, goodbye and good day. Welcome change agents to your go-to place for stories that ignite your spirit, fuel your purpose, and connect us all. We believe in the incredible power of the human spirit